listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 25th of March. World leaders have met for an emergency NATO summit overnight, warning they will respond if Russia uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. Speaking in Brussels, here is US President Joe Biden. We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. The United States has also announced it will expand its sanctions on Russia, committing an additional $1 billion in food, medicine, water and other supplies and will welcome 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. It's also been agreed to that some 40,000 troops under NATO command will be deployed to Eastern Europe but will not be sent into Ukraine. Here is NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. We have to stand united uh, and also that we need to provide support to Ukraine but at the same time we have a responsibility uh, to ensure that this conflict do not uh, become a full-fledged war uh, between uh, NATO and Russia. While British Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke of NATO's unity and solidarity with Ukraine. Ukraine is not alone. We stand with the people of Kiev, of Mariupol, of Lviv and Donetsk. And as President Zelensky has said himself, the people of Ukraine will prevail and Putin must fail and he will fail. In other news this morning, North Korea has fired off a banned intercontinental ballistic missile for the first time in nearly five years. Japanese officials say the ballistic missile was more powerful than the one tested in 2017. South Korea's military has responded with five missile tests of its own from the land, sea and air. The US has condemned the latest actions from North Korea as a brazen violation of UN Security Council resolutions. And there are major concerns over a new security deal between China and the Solomon Islands, which could see warships based close to Australian shores. A draft agreement is being shared on social media, which has been verified, that may allow the Chinese army to be based in the South Pacific. The federal government says it's deeply concerned about the deal, with the Foreign Affairs Minister calling it a major threat. And a major boost for hundreds of thousands of women battling endometriosis. The federal government has announced $58 million will go towards specialised pain clinics and Medicare-funded MRI scanning. One in nine Australian women suffers from endometriosis, which causes debilitating pain, health and fertility issues. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Tasmania and the search for a young girl still missing in southern Tasmania is continuing this morning. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the latest from Hobart. The state is holding its breath, Tash. Additional resources from the mainland have landed in Tasmania overnight to help find four-year-old Shayla Phillips. She's been missing since Wednesday afternoon, disappearing on the Tasman Peninsula near Port Arthur. With temperatures dipping to 11 degrees overnight, police hold in 
increasing concerns for her welfare. Inspector Gavin Hallett says helicopters, drones and ground searches are being done. Our drone capacity has a thermal sensing capacity also that can be used to, to detect uh, movement in, in a heavily wooded area. According to the dive squad last night, there is a number of dams on the property. Uh, there's four in, in close proximity and, and they've been cleared. To Queensland and flood victims across the state are demanding the government do more with many still living out of suitcases. Meantime, it's expected the damage bill for the city's hard-hit ferry service will reach $20 million. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, as the news cycle moves on, locals living in Brisbane are still cleaning up from the floods last month. The city's 25 ferry terminals are slowly being repaired, with the network now up and running again. But many rental homes have been destroyed, with tenants now left with just days to negotiate their break lease. For others, they've decided to live in their homes, like Leanne Handley from Rock Lee. Her home suffered extensive damage, but she's told the ABC she doesn't qualify for flood cover. I've had no power for two weeks now. I don't get how the government can do this to people. Flood victims like Leanne want the state and federal governments to step up and do more to help them move on. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Happy Friday. We've heard so much ongoing speculation about increasing interest rates, but now Westpac has undercut its peers by offering the lowest variable rate among the big four. Yeah, it sure has, Tash. And it's actually the second time this month that Westpac has adjusted its rates, um, moving rates both up and down, as you just said. Now, it has cut the interest rate on its basic variable loan by 0.1% to now sit at 2.09%. And that's for owner-occupied borrowers. It's even cut the interest rate for investors who are paying interest only by 0.2%. And as you, you know, allude, it does put it in, you know, the number one spot there. It's offering the lowest variable rate among the major banks for, de- for, for people who have deposits or equity of 30% more. Um, but at the same time, it is increasing its fixed rates. And what we're seeing now is that banks are really targeting low-risk borrowers, so those that have got greater equity or a bigger deposit, and they're targeting variable rates, which is why we're seeing variable rates fall, but fixed rates t- continue to go up. And look, the reason being, obviously, then when the Reserve Bank does move its cash rates, they're in a great position to move their variable rates and improve their margins there. Now, Effie, we know the increasing cost of cars, especially pre-loved cars. Now, there are a couple of warnings if you want to purchase a vehicle. Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, car prices have gone up and looking at some uh, latest data from carsales.com.au, they've, they exploded in, in 2020-21. But depending on the make and model, they're, they're starting to soften a little bit. Give you an example, the Mazda 3 hatch uh, actually year-on-year increased 19% for 2021 period, but just 12% in the 21-22. And the risk here is depending on who you go to to get finance, you may find that they will actually value the car and won't give you the full amount. You could get an unsecured personal loan, on the other hand. They don't do valuation assessments, but then you run the risk that when the car falls down in price, you will probably owe more than what it's worth. And the other warning is that insurer Yuri has come out and said to be aware of water-damaged cars. Um, and it's urging car buyers to really take care when shopping around when they're buying. About 18,000 motor vehicles to date have lodged claims. But there are a lot of cars that are not uninsured. And the warning is watch out so they don't get offloaded to secondhand buyers.
Some great tips as always. Happy Friday, Effie. Thank you. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Aussies are in a similar position. They found themselves in before needing an avalanche of wickets to beat Pakistan. Yes, good morning. That's right, uh, Tash. It is all on the line this afternoon for Australia. One day to go, 10 wickets they need to not only win this test, but also claim a series victory as well. Uh, Pakistan to resume at none for 73. They need 351 uh, to win in Lahore. Usman Khawaja reckons the hosts are in for a tough slog as the wicket is starting to crumble. The wicket is, is starting to roll. Um, once our ball gets off, it starts reversing for us. You know, if we can get it reversing like we did in the first innings, like Pakistan have done all game, then we're right in this contest. It was really, really hard to score against the pace bowlers. Well, Kawaja certainly uh, managed to score pretty well. He managed 104 last night. He's been in sublime form uh, since returning to the test side. The women's side back in action again today, Tash. They've got their final group game at the World Cup against Bangladesh and the semifinals this weekend. I know it was a tough ask, but another disappointing performance from the Socceroos has them on the brink of missing the World Cup. Yeah, lost 2-0 to Japan last night. It was uh, nil all deep in the second half, so they had to go on the attack, but unfortunately it opened them up at the other end. So this means we miss out on the automatic qualifying spots, the top two spots in the group, which means you all, you go straight through to Qatar uh, in November later this year. So now we've got two rounds of knockout matches against first off a side from Asia, then uh, South America, which is a daunting prospect. Here's Graham Arnold speaking to 10 after the game. Obviously disappointing but you know at the 87th minute you know nil nil still not good enough to qualify so we opened ourselves up and we went four up front and you know we gave them too much space and at the end of the day they're a quality team and they're probably the better team on the night so the road to the world cup now gets a whole lot tougher yeah absolutely brett and afl and nrl last night some big games what happened well, we'll start with the Blues. They blitzed the Bulldogs last night. First time in more than a decade they've won two straight to start the season. The Dogs, last year's grand finalists, are 0-2. Ashley Hansen was in the coach's box for Carlton, hit by COVID during the week. Michael Voss watching on from home. He was involved via technology, though. Hansen says this is a big step forward. To stay composed and stay true to our style, it was just a fantastic opportunity to continue to embed our identity and how we want to play. And there's no better test than when you're playing a really good Side. Scary incident at half-time. Dogs defender Hayden Crozier fainted. He was hooked up to heart machines. They're going to monitor that, but he was uh, okay after the match, they said. In the NRL, Nico Hines was the star of the show for the Sharks as they put the Dragons to the sword, winning 38-12. to And uh, coach Craig Fitzgibbon says that his star recruit is already forming a strong partnership with their other playmakers. Yeah, he's just a good footy player. I'm just happy with him him and Matt and Will and Blake. I guess, just, everyone talks about his spine, right? The thing I'm most happy, they just work hard. Tonight, Tash, it's the Tigers up against the Warriors before the Rabbitohs and the Roosters lock horns. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Brett. You too. Thanks, Tash. And 95 years young, Queen Elizabeth II is set to grace the cover of British Vogue for the first time. Her Majesty will appear in the April edition, marking her Platinum Jubilee. The iconic magazine will celebrate its own unique relationship with the Queen during her historic 70 years on the throne. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday.
Listener.